Welcome to High Vibes with your host, Bill G. At High Vibes, we're looking into what it means to be a fourth dimensional being in an ever-changing world. We hope that by listening to our podcast, you can feel a greater sense of peace and connection as we collectively raise our energetic vibration to the next level. And now for today's podcast. Hello and welcome to High Vibes. I'm your host, Bill G. And today's special guest is Denny Van. Denny is the creator of Heartfelt Awakening LLC, which is a multimedia company providing resources, methods, tools, products, trainings, and services focused on personal spiritual wellness. Uh, she was a guest speaker over at the uh, American Society of Dowsers National Convention last uh, June, and her organization exists to arm people with techniques, tools, trainings, and methods to begin using and seeing measurable results in their daily lives. Uh, she has courses, events, programs, and especially designed for people who identify themselves as intuitives, mystics, light workers, heartfelt centered leaders, soul-led conscious creators, futural intentional thought leaders, and those with an authentic awakening heart with a desire to impact humanity for the better. Her website is heartfeltawakening.com and she also has a uh, a YouTube channel uh, called Heart Felt Awakening. And uh, so, Denny, welcome to the show. Hey, Bill. It's really good to see you again. Thank uh, you for having me. That was such a wonderful introduction. I'm like, well, oh, my gosh, my website says I do all that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so uh, this is something I ask a lot of people on the show because... I find that the journey that leads us to a heartfelt awakening or living in a higher vibration is usually comes from a place of healing of the self, because, you know, all, our journey is usually fraught with these catalyst moments or like I, I like to call piano moments where the piano falls on your head and you have no choice at that point but to do a an awakening moment to uh, get to where you need to be. So I'm interested to know what your journey was, how you got from wherever you were to where you are right now with this uh, multimedia company. Ah, yes. So um, I think a, a big turning point for me was in 2001. I was 35 years old and had two little kids, age six and 12. And I was diagnosed with a fast spreading form of cancer. And um, I said no to chemotherapy and radiation, the traditional of, well, um, I hadn't decided, they hadn't decided if I was going to get chemo with my radiation. So I just said, no, none of that. No to the being injected with radioactive dye to determine which lymph nodes to remove and all of that. And I said, no, it's like, well, you don't do this. You will be dead in two years. So it was definitely a, a, a transformational moment. You know, it's like, all right, well, let's see two years. My kids will be eight and 14. Hmm, what am I going to do? Um, so I, you know, you pray, what else are you going to do? Uh, your mind starts going crazy. And I, I started to follow the mind a little bit. 
especially when I told other people, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I'm dealing with cancer and they would literally take me down. So I decided, you know what, I got to keep this between me and God and it's this body that needs to heal. And it was through this whole process of, of learning and learning how this body works and, and, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, I was a walking head. I was completely numb from the neck down. You know, I had no idea what was going on in my body. But if you looked at me from the outside, I was at the top of my career, you know, being a professional linguist, specializing in nonverbal communication. I had contracts with Fortune 500 companies in 2001. So I was I was flying in my career, you know, I was, I was uh, uh, one of a handful of people nationally certified with what I do. And so it's like, you look back, it's like, all right, well, is this fate? I mean, is this, am I going to be dead in two years or do I have to go through this horrific process? I mean, what am I going to do? And, and really just taking, you talk about high vibes. I really had to fight to get to that point of, being okay with dying. I had to literally say, all right, you know, it's like, all right, I'm going to be dead in two years. What am I going to do in the meantime? So in the meantime, I found a surgeon who would just remove the tumor. And he referred me to an oncologist who was willing to work with me. So she's like, honey, you got to do something. So I wrote out this whole list of things. And one of the first things I learned is Reiki along with how to use a pendulum. So those were the first two two tools that I received on my journey of discovering this healing process. It's like, all right, well, I'm either going to be dead in two years or, you know, I'm going to fight this without that, which my body just adamantly was appalled (laughs) even thinking about, you know, now that I listen to my body. But at that point, I really had to learn to listen. And so Reiki and using a pendulum were really transformational for me. And I learned how we're only conscious of a minute amount. You know, right now I'm conscious of you in my office (laughs) on a screen two-dimensionally. And I'm only limited to so much that's conscious. And yet unconsciously, there is so much happening and it drives our behaviors. It drives our emotions. It drives our reactions to our three-dimensional world. And yet there's a part of us and I connected with that part of us when the doctor's going on and on about, you know, how he's going to inject me with radioactive, yada, yada, yada. There was that voice inside that said, that's not for you. And it took everything in my being to listen to that because the whole world was showing me something else. And so I had to learn oh my gosh, there's this vibration everywhere in my body, you know, and learning my journey of being trained with cranial signal therapy and somatic release and how the nervous system has all the memories. And I experienced this human experience trauma between the ages of four and 16. And so there was a lot of that stuff that was yet to be processed. It was mostly suppressed, which is what we're taught to do, right? Just sweep it on the rug. Shh, don't talk about it take these meds, drink this coffee, (laughs) do this, do that, do anything other than deal with what's coming up. Just push it right back down. So I learned that 
the linguistic process of pretty much any language and then body language. Once I connected to this nervous system, my nervous system, all bodies started talking to me. So I became a licensed massage therapist. I went through craniosacral therapy where learning this, the rhythms of the body communicates on a cellular level and it vibrates at these magnificent healing frequencies if we can only plug into them. And so as a musician, you know, you bring up vibration. I realized this body is no different than tuning a guitar. So once I realized these energy centers within the body and you can tune into them vibrationally through sound, through music, through vibration, I like to use a pitch pipe. So these are things that I learned from myself, from the inside out. And what I noticed a lot of us do is we keep looking outside. We'll look over there and, oh, maybe the pendulum has the answer for me. You know, we'll look over there. We'll look over there. We'll look over, you know, like Jesus said, everybody's saying, hey, we got the truth. No, we got the truth. No, the truth is over here. And what we're not seeing is that we already have it. I, I couldn't see it because it was buried. So I had to uncover it as I went layer by layer using, you know, the pendulum to communicate with this part of me this subconscious, though some are now calling it the superconscious. You may some refer to this part of us as the superconscious. What I discovered through communicating, uh, I use four responses from this. It's a yes, no, a maybe, and a polarized. And so learning to communicate with nervous systems, I just discovered this way to teach this part of us which there's only one how to do the integration work and so I started on myself with tapping and so now I use the pendulum when working with others who want to stop running from their past and integrate this knowledge wisdom and understanding that happens in the unconscious that we can integrate within us to stop this dividing, to make the unconscious conscious, right? This is how we make what's in the unconscious conscious by integrating its knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. And the beauty is uh, like the University of Arizona, the center of conscious studies, you know, they're all trying to even agree on what this is. And they're all learning that it has capacity beyond our expectations. It's beyond anything we ever dreamed it could do. And I see as an NLP practitioner and hypnotist as well, I see what marketing does with hypnotizing and using language to draw us in, to draw our attention in and begin to feed that rather than be with what we already have and be with what we already are. We're trying to compare, and I see this, this being used in our in three-dimensional environment. Uh, okay, you, you hit on a, on, a, on a few points, and I want to circle back around on 
uh, one thing is, you know, the pendulum, you know, you're talking, talking through the subconscious, because I use the pendulum too, in my practice, I, I do what I call Akashic dowsing, but really what it is, is the, um, the self talking to the self. It's the, um, you're allowing the pendulum to act as the conduit to speaking to your own subconscious. And the, 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 the beauty of it is the answers are all around you. You just have to look for them. Uh, just like with what with water dowsing, the, the water is all around. You just use your pendulum or use your L rods or whatever and find it because it's there waiting for you. Just ask the right question and you'll get to the right answer. And I, find I found that- one of the most beautiful questions to ask, especially, you know, just connecting to to the pendulum, which is to your energy, right, is asking permission, permission to connect on a subconscious level. And so there's there's downloads and exchange of energy automatically. It's happening right now. It's telling me a big fat yes. Mm-hmm. And so with that, and I can feel this movement of energy throughout this whole part of me where I'm getting the tingling. And sometimes when it's no and heavy, uh, I was working with somebody who was working with issues that were coming up. And we don't ex- we don't tell the story of the issues with the process that we use what we do is we because that's subjective right so if somebody's having an issue and it's really really bad I don't know how bad it is but to them it's really really bad but again I don't know how bad it is so when we switch making the subjective objective I'm having this issue and it's nine on the pain scale nine uh, you know zero to ten ten being the worst it's nine on a pain scale oh my gosh okay so let's you know, now we have an objective place to start, but in that process, we create the space between I am this problem to I'm at a nine with this problem. So you create a little bit of space and within that space, you get more communication, you get more clarity before moving forward. And so with with learning how to how to use this and communicate with this, it's been a phenomenal journey. The, the the cancer thing also has me very interested because I'm working with somebody right now who is actually going into surgery um, in a couple of days, and um, she had a um, and it, it's it's a superficial uh, tumor that you know they biopsied it and you know it's cancer and whatever, and um, she spoke to three different surgeons. And they gave her three different answers about how they were going to proceed. And the first one was the most radical and like, oh, no, we're going to take half your breast away and we're going to and we're going to open you up and, you know, grab that sentinel node. And then they're going and then the other one was actually the second one was even worse. And it was like, oh, no, we're going to we're just going to keep cutting and cutting and cutting until we until we know we've got it all. And then the third one was like, no, I can this one's right on the surface. You know, we don't, we don't have to do nothing because we could just take that out and, you know, and no radio, no, no, no radiation. No, none, you know, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll take the sentinel note, but that's fine. But, you know, that's just for staging. We'll, we'll know it. We'll know it from, from that point, you know, you'll be in and out, no problem. And so uh, all through this process, she was having these uh, body reactions to the conversations and it was her it was her higher self saying no 
no, no, hell no, no. <laughs> and, um, and she's also using uh, acupuncture. She's using um, um, energy healing. And uh, she's actually uh, uh, working with one of our other partners with uh, Vital Bioenergetics. Her name's Maureen. And she does a, a form of distance healing, which is extraordinarily powerful. And we, I recommend it highly. Uh, she's, she's worked on me as well. So it's, it's a fascinating journey. And, and through this journey, it's a journey of self-discovery. Um, she's learning so much about herself. She's learning so much about her, her, um, her, what she's purifying. And, uh, and now she's at a point where no, no worries, you know, and, and she's going to, she's going to get through this. It's going to be, it's going to be fine. And it's just a minor. And in fact, it's not only just a, not a minor bump in the road. It is transformative in that she's learning how to listen to her body and no longer fear her body because she feared her body before. Now she no longer fears her body anymore, which is a, a wonderful place to be. And sometimes it does take the proverbial piano falling on your head. But, you know, I was, um, I was kind of joking with her the other day. It was like, well, it turns out it wasn't a piano. It was just an accordion. <laughs> so it's not taking her out. But it's definitely a, um, it, you know, it still hurts, but it's not as bad as everyone was making it out to be in the very beginning. And that was, and that's part of that journey. And part of that healing journey is understanding that even if you're given a, a diagnosis, which is devastating, you know, which, which would, you know, turn everyone and everyone you tell, tells you. Oh my God, that's the worst thing in the world. You know, you need to get the radical stuff. You need to, you know, you need to, you're going to be dying for the rest of your life. And so you don't want to tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, so, tell them the worst thing you can do. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, because, the first thing you feel is they feel relieved that it's not them. <laughs> or what I found is that people start to process their unprocessed grief for other people who have gone through this. <laughs> yes, I get projectile vomited on all the time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right exactly yeah and yeah so and I you know I love that you said the bump in the road you know it's re it's really perspective because you know I can look back and say okay well that could have been a stumbling block but if I look back and really analyze it was really a stepping stone because it brought me up to so much awareness so much realization so much connection to more than just this, because, you know, the human's very limited. It's the being that is unlimited. And so getting into a attunement, I guess, vibrational frequency, uh, in tune, you know, like when you have two chords that come together and it just sounds so beautifully, that's what it feels like when I'm really connected with my being, the unlimited, expansive knowing part of each and every one of us that's one even though there are billions of humans on the planet there's only one being and that got me thinking about something else about the purification process is that when you mentioned super consciousness this is something i'm 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 wrapping my brain around more and more because you know we like to think of ourselves as a mind body connection you know the the, the mind body person in three dimensions and we're not that at all we are simply just 
meat sacks of a larger consciousness. And if the larger consciousness is going through an awakening process, then we are all part of that awakening process. And so anything that needs to be purified, anything that needs to be cleared within that purification process becomes part of the larger macrocosmic collective consciousness purification process. I don't know if I'm making myself very, very clear here, but it's. Um, we're all drinking the water. We're all drinking. Yeah, we're all drinking the water. It's just like we're the, all drinking the water. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, you talk about the mind body, the mind body is a construct. Most of it is programmed. So when you start to sh shift from the human to the being, you start to see the mechanisms of these constructs. And that's why it's really important to keep things inside and not actually let the word go out until you're ready for the word to go out so that it can come back fulfilled. And so becoming more and more mindful of how I speak and in how I'm speaking for another person, because that's my job. I really have to think about how this person is, their body language, their meaning, their intention. All of that has to be included within the interpretation from a nonverbal language to a verbal language. Because words have vibration. Words and, um, and you know, you take a word. They're spells. Yeah, mm -hmm. like you take a word like cancer. It, there's so much negativity attached to that word. So much fear attached to that word. To even say the word out loud, it automatically causes a closing up of the of the of the body. It causes depending a, on your programming. Depending now, on your program. I programmed right? myself for when I hear cancer inside. Like if somebody says, "Oh, I have cancer inside," I say, "Bless you." Mm -hmm. Because if I go, oh my gosh, she's got cancer, what's that going to do inside me? It's definitely not going to bless me. It's going to fulfill that fear reaction. And uh, Robert Detzler, who wrote the, uh, the, the spiritual response therapy charts, goes a, a step further and says that when you have taken that idea of cancer and, met, and said, I have cancer and an associate all the fear and all of the fatalism that goes along with that. You are actually giving energy and creating the cancer. You are actually feeding the cancer with the, with energy and giving it a better chance to metastasize and do something terrible to you because you are, you're feeding it with your fear because fear is a creative power and lack is a creative power. All these negative emotions are, are creative power, creative power. But what's really cool is love actually has a far, far greater creative power than all those negative things combined. It just depends on how much you're paying attention to those creative things as opposed to those non-creative things. Absolutely. And, you know, the fear, fear can be learned behavior. So if you see your parents react a certain way to certain things, you start to react a, way, a certain way. You see your friends at school react a certain way to certain, oh, COVID, everybody's afraid of COVID. That means I got to be afraid of COVID. So a lot of this is, is, is a construct of the false self. So we learn this through ritual patterns and behaviors. We're programmed. So these patterns, rituals, and behaviors 
can all be reprogrammed, but it cannot be reprogrammed from the place where it is programmed from. So we cannot reprogram from the mind or the unconscious, the conscious or the unconscious. Therefore, I wrote a um, an abstract and it was accepted. Therefore, the subconscious has a separate language process than the conscious and unconscious thought. So it has to happen there it won't happen in the conscious and unconscious realm where the problem is. I had to question everything. Is this right for me? Ask the pendulum. What is my body saying? Is this right for me? Is this what I should be doing? Is this the path I need to go down? And if there's alignment, when your frequency and vibration is in alignment, it's a hell yes. There's no talking me out of it. There's no trying to convince me to go for chemotherapy and radiation. I'm like, nope, nope, I'm good. Even if I was to die in two years. Because you were you were okay. I had to be okay with it. Right. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about your... YouTube channel and podcast and all the, all the stuff that you're doing with your thing, because I, I want to make sure you get a chance to, to talk about that in case any of our listeners are, are interested in that. Would love to. Yeah. We're heartfelt awakening and it's for awakening hearts. You know, I, I love to work with mystics uh, and people who connect with this energy. They're very sensitive, empathic, and they're everywhere. You know, it's like, and so many of us, we just don't know what to do with this. You know, what the heck is going on? And so I've created a four-step process in it. We have over 7,000 students um, worldwide that are incorporating this into their lives and getting measurable results. And here's, here's the thing is you don't have to retell your story, uh, like going to therapist, you know, therapy, the therapist wants to know where did this all start? And so you have to tell the story again, your whole nervous system is in that mode again, thinking it's happening again, because it doesn't know, you know, it's a child, it doesn't know, it depends on what you're feeding it, and what you're feeling, that's how it responds. So you're telling your story over and over again, and getting triggered over and over again. So what we do is we have a four-step process and teaching the subconscious how to do the integration work. And it's fascinating because it can see what we're focused in on, what we're consciously aware of. Okay, I'm having anxiety and it's a seven and a half, maybe eight. Okay, maybe it's an eight. All right, seven and a half. I'm having anxiety and I'm focused in on that seven and a half. So you're consciously aware you're having anxiety it's a seven and a half. What's going on below the DAX and the unconscious that the subconscious can see? All of these parts, unconscious parts are lighting up that are related to this anxiety that's happening, right? It sees it in perfect order and perfect sequence, like a language sentence. It has a beginning, a middle, an end, and a period. And so it sees it in perfect order and perfect sequence. But how do you communicate with this subconscious? It communicates through allegory. So you tell it a story. Imagine you're playing on the field. It's, it's like a soccer field, the football field of life. And you're running and you're going for the goal. But as you're running, you're stepping in these holes everywhere on the field. You can see the guide, the lines, the boundaries. You can see where you need to go. You can see where the spectators are. You see it in this moment, but you're stepping in these. And yet 
All of these little holes in the playing field are in perfect order and perfect sequence and filling them in like a feather, one at a time in perfect order and perfect sequence, where we can barely feel that the integration of all of the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of each and every one of those holes in the playing field is being integrated into the wholeness that you are and this magnificence that you are, this super conscious, it's reprocessing, reprogramming, letting go what no longer serves. And people have told me, I'm like, they're like, you know, it's kind of like peeing in the ocean. Yes, once you pee in the ocean, you can't get it back. So it's kind of like that feeling of shifting. It's like, so now they're like, okay, it was a seven and a half, but it's moving now. It's moving. I can't really tell. Maybe it's a five, maybe it's a four. So that's when you know integration is happening. But there's a caveat. All of the parts in the unconscious, all of them must agree to the integration work. And so that's where NLP and I use a waking state form of hypnosis. So they don't have to go into trance or if they're afraid of hypnosis, oh my God, it's the devil. You know, they don't have to worry about that because they're awake and aware the whole time. So I use a waking state type of hypnosis to get all of the parts in the unconscious. And that's where the pendulum comes in. It tells me if there are any parts that do not agree because there may be parts that are tiny little parts that might think it feels like they're dying to them or nobody's gonna listen to them. So we wanna honor and respect every single one of those parts, asking them to integrate all of their knowledge, wisdom and understanding. So that's where we work with this to let us know what's going on in that, in that process so that integration can happen. No more suppressing. Do something quite similar to with, with the, the Akashic dowsing. Um, because again, the, when you're talking about trauma and you have somebody telling their story, their trauma story, all you're doing is reinforcing the trauma. Every time you tell the story, you're digging it deeper. The grooves are going deeper. You're digging the, so the, what the, the pendulum does or what the, you know, what the, um, the dowsing does is it tells us, tells the story of what's happening in the now moment. It, it tells it in the form of an allegory rather than telling it in the form of, you know, my mother did this to me in this event and whatever it's, it's saying it's telling the story, but from a different point of view, from your subconscious's point of view, like, you know, the soccer field is the, but, you know, in, in, with the charts that I use, I use, you know, allegories that are generated from the law of one from Chinese cosmology and whatever, whatever, whatever I, you know, picking from, you can put it into conscious awareness where you can agree to let it go. It doesn't have the same um, sucker punch that the that the trauma had. And then you realize that, oh, this is just a story, especially when you're going into multiple lifetimes. It's like, oh, wait a second, I've done this story over and over and over. And every single one of those parts or personalities, if you will, uh, trauma personalities, their goal is for your survival. And they have knowledge, wisdom, and understanding that can be integrated rather than kept separate from the wholeness of you. So if you keep it separate from the wholeness of you, you keep a button that somebody can push. It's a trigger. So once it agrees to share all of its knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, then the whole team knows what's going on. And there's There's still the memory, but there's no more the trigger. 
You're not reacting all over the place. You're not projectile vomiting on everyone. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be like, <laughs> you know, I know what it's like to go through trauma, you know, four years old is what I witnessed. It's like, but now when I see that and I feel it in my body, there's a feeling of gratitude rather than reaction. And you know, you're getting there when the trigger no longer triggers. And, and it's not to say that the, that other stuff won't come up too. There may be littler buttons that might yep. be related. Yeah. But we do an anchoring so that those are continually worked on even after long after the session. So because it's a never ending process, right? We're constantly peeling that onion. Oh my, oh God. <laughs> it's like, does this ever end? <laughs> and, yes. And I keep at, you know, when a, when a client sees me for the first time, they're like, okay, how many sessions? Like, how, how many, many sessions till you fix me? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. There is, uh, and I and I, and I say, you know, once you start a purification process, when you start a healing process, it is, it, ne it really never ends, because every, a the the process of soul purification or or um, is, it's an ongoing process because every time you think you may have got something licked, you're going to discover that there are deeper and deeper stuff for you to work on. And some of that is raising your vibration to a much higher level. So that way you can deal with bigger problems or you can deal with bigger stuff and you can handle stuff that you never were able to handle before. I mean, I give myself as a great example of this, you know, uh, five years ago, I was miserable in the corporate world, you know, doing doing work and I was very, very unhappy. And I swore I'd never do that stuff again. Uh, but then after, after the last three, four years, I've been really, really working on my stuff. And then uh, recently I got a promotion at uh, my um, my job as a tax preparer. I'm now a branch manager and I would have never taken a job like that before. And I and I have to admit I was scared that of taking on that level of responsibility because I never wanted to have that kind of responsibility before again. And now I realize once I got into it, I was like, wow, I'm having the time of my life. I'm really, really enjoying doing this. And nothing's changed. The triggers haven't changed. It's I've changed. I'm now more together. I'm more in my body than I ever was before. And so this is this is good. This is healing. Am I done? Heck no. <laughs> Bring it on. Right. The body's constantly changing. The body's never the same. And so, you know, I just turned 57 and it's been 22 years since I was told I'd be dead in two years. Um, and so observing the body and listening and, and recognizing when it needs rest, when it's okay to, you know, keep going until the project's done and then it's done, you know, then you can rest. And like, I like to take on contracts. We talked about this a little bit. I'm, I just started, I'm in four of 41 weeks of a 41 week contract. So, um, you know, having those things so that I know I'm able to take care of myself because that really is priority because if I don't take care of myself, nobody will. But again, this body is here temporarily. I'm very lucky that I got more than two years past 20. 2001 you know i'm i'm so grateful you know to have that you know 22 years since it's like whoa it's been it's been a ride but also the shift in transformation of 
how I connect. Because remember, I was a talking head. I mean, I was in my head so much and I was con- I was disconnected from the neck down from this body. You know, I had no idea I was in pain until I saw the massage therapist and she touched me and I'm like, oh my God. She's like, you're in a lot of pain. I was like, I didn't even realize how much pain I was in, you know? So really connecting with that is 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 what creates those high vibes. Awesome. You want to create those high vibes whenever possible. So can you let everybody know where to find you? <laughs> Most social media, heartfelt awakening. Heartfelt awakening pretty much everywhere, I think, except TikTok. No. I have another channel where it's in Amer- it's in it's in American Sign Language, so that's Divine Gestures. But um, that one's on TikTok. That one we put on TikTok. Oh, okay. Cool. But well, yeah, it's the same message, just in a different <laughs> language. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. People who use a visual language to communicate and uh, need to feed their spiritual being as well. Fantastic. Well, Den- Denny, this has been. A phenomenal conversation. Thank you so much for, for Yeah, I wish we had more time to chat when we were um roommates uh, at the conference. Oh yeah. Specialties. It's like you were so busy. That was so awesome. That oh, was so yeah. awesome. That was great meeting you there. Yeah, yeah. It was it was like a revolving door and um, which is great. I, I mean I I did very, very well there. And uh I love, love doing that work and can't wait to do yeah. it again. Yeah, so, awesome, awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So, and thank you everybody out there for listening and we will see you next time. Thank you for listening. For more information about Bill and Nina G, please go to www.vitalbioenergetics.com. See you next time.